The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting the show tonight. Uh, I'm with my usual compatriots of John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hey, everybody. And we're also joined by uh, mainstay of the Valley uh, uh, activist scene, uh, Packy Weiland. It is Weiland, right? It's Weiland. Weiland. Yes. So Packy Weiland, as I said. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Glad to be with you all. And yeah, we are we we are recording this on uh, January seventh, two thousand and twenty-one. Uh, should be airing on the eighth. And we're going to spend pretty much the whole show talking about the uh, shocking and upsetting uh, riot that broke out in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Um, I should just mention before we uh, get into that, we do, as always, love to hear from our listeners. You can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, Email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. we are uh, Civil Politics Radio on uh, Facebook. Facebook. If you search for us there, you'll find our community. Um, at Civil Politics FM is how you find us on Twitter. And uh, our website is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. And that has recordings of previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes and other good stuff. Um yeah, I'm I'm feeling kind of kind of tentative. I'm not quite sure where to where to begin tonight. Um I but, do. Well, but, uh, but at a, on a most basic level, there was uh as the president elect described it, uh an attempt uh I mean, I guess you could call it a coup attempt, certainly an insurrection. Uh uh people broke into the Capitol and broke stuff and threatened people and stole things and a few people were killed. So, it's it's just a horrible, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just horrible. It's people were egged on because they're of their ardent support for president Donald Trump and their, uh, refusal to accept that he just lost the presidential election. So, so John, what do you think? Uh, uh, the, the thing I was going to say is you call her right. I would not call this a riot. I would call this an attack. Uh, this was, a, a, in my view, a riot. Okay, this is the way I was explaining it to to my aunt today. Um, do you guys know what a claymore is? The yep. Scottish broadsword. It is a directed charge. <laughs> oh, a claymore landmine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. There is the. It's named after the Scottish sword. But yes. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. So the there is a landmine. You step on it and explodes. 
just it explodes. It's a mm-hmm. it's a bomb on the ground, right? And um you will definitely get hurt. If there's anything important near it, it will it will get get destroyed, things like that. And Claymore is shaped. It is directed. That is an explosion that is going towards something. That is the difference. A riot is an explosion of emotion. Just and there might be a symbol of that of the of the hurt that people are feeling or the anger or something like that, um, which is I would say like the Minneapolis uh, riot uh, that torched that that police station as a riot. Doesn't it wasn't just the police station that was the focus. And it, it, because it symbolized the murder of, of a George Floyd of George. Yeah. Of George Floyd. And, but other stuff around it got torched too. It was a riot. It was chaotic. It was out of control. This, but it was also, it was inspired by something specific, but it wasn't, yes. they didn't set out with like, now we have a, a plan for what to do next. Exactly. That was mm. it. That was caused by something. This was, they went to the Capitol every, like even before the violence broke out, they were going to the Capitol to try to disrupt a constitutionally mandated process. Like that was the point. They were trying to stop the count. So this is a, a riot. Like I said, it's it's chaotic. This was not this. This was in function chaotic, but there was a point to it. They were attacking something. They were trying to do something with violence. So I understand about riots. I understand. Like, I don't really like them personally, um, but I understand why they happen. This was... Uh, someone pushing people to do something and yeah so right versus yeah anyway i was gonna gonna say genre that it sounds orchestrated yeah it, it was orchestrated yeah, yeah exactly by my guy yep no he's not he's he's not your guy we know he's not your guy he's the president I know, but my party's yeah he's the he's the, he's party's the, the head of your party yes but yeah it, it's it's it was definitely um orchestrate like orchestrated by the president or not, if not orchestrated by the president then like pushed on by the president but it was orchestrated by the people that organized the 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 event um yeah and those people honestly uh i don't know like how involved or anything they were in everything maybe they should like face some consequences so many people need to face consequences for this. So, yeah. Well, my understanding is uh, before the president spoke, Rudy Giuliani got up and spoke and talked <laughs> about going forth to do battle. So, yeah, yep. uh, he combat, was. I think was the word. He trial used. by combat. combat. Mm. He was. He said trial by combat. And Holly, that was Holly, it. Holly, the guy that was planning to um, oh. disrupt the votes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a picture of him. I mean, talk about arrogance, you know, sort of rallying the folks on the on the steps mm-hmm. of the White House. So, yeah, Ted Cruz and sending I, you out know, a, a fundraising tweet at like yeah. during the violence. 
Oh like yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> you guys heard me be. I was going to say, you guys heard me before the show tell Packy that I'm not the rhino. They're the rhinos. But mm. I really, I don't know who these people are because I sure don't believe in the constitution and, you know, the rule of law. But anyway. Well, I think, a, you know, the rough one day. is that that cult of narcissism that uh, this newly elected uh, Senator Hawley has great expectations. He uh, He wants... Trump's people, and so does Ted Cruz, and uh, yeah. the the blatantness of his, of his raising his fist in front of that that's a picture that's circulated everywhere uh, of him processing processing in front of the the mob. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think one one of the things that I just want to say about being here with you on civil politics is. Um, I'm, I've been in a number of situations recently where people have said, well, what about people with different opinions? You know, how, how do we do this? And one of the things I think you do well here at, at civil politics is you, you have some different opinions and mine are different from some of yours too. And, uh, and yet um, we can look at the distress that every one of the four of us is feeling over what happened yesterday over this total breakdown, this attempted coup, yeah, and uh, and how we how we understand it, and how we perceive all of us moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a challenge. Well, uh, I think it. <clears throat> I think for better or for worse, uh, we're we're uh, unfortunately. Uh, really at a truly sort of binary position, which is kind of the opposite of, of what we look for here on civil politics, because, you know, the, the, the idea is that, you know, even if, even if, you know, Sue is 95% right, you know, I'm, and I disagree with her, I'm going to be at least 5% right. I'm going to have like a few points to make, you know, and, you know, and vice versa. And, and, and weirdly, we'll wind up agreeing on some things like, for example, we're both in favor of, you know, single payer government funded healthcare, um, and for, you know, some different reasons and some similar reasons. But, you know, uh, uh, even when we agree on the reasons, we might rank them differently, too. So um, the, the problem I think we have is that we really have sort of come to we're we're bumping up against the limits of of civility of what civil discourse and reasoned debate and even passionate argument um can can handle because uh politics is i mean it's it's not a game it's not a sport it's not a recreation but it is i think uh, i i I think uh, uh, it's something that people have called, uh, a, you know, a language game, you know, which is a fancy philosophical term. I don't entirely understand. But the idea that, like, it's a whole sort of enterprise that we come into that's socially constructed and we have rules for it and expectations. And and we're all agreeing to sort of partake in, you know, participating in the same way, you know, and that could be, you know, our legal system, you know, you go to, you go to court, like we've agreed, there are these rules and there's a referee over there and we've each got our advocates and we 
put it forth and we try to tr- try to win the day. Um, but in the end, we are all sort of buying into the agreement that like, yeah, okay. But you know, if, if, you know, if, if Packy sues me for, for being annoying and I lose, well, that sucks, but you know, I kind of had it coming. So now I got to pay, <laughs> you know, and it's just, and we agree on that. And the people, the hundreds of people who broke into the Capitol and ran around, you know, busting things and threatening people, uh, they they don't agree. Like they just don't see the rest of us as legitimate, as as people to play with. They are, you know, they 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 just want to want to break the board and do whatever it takes to get their way, and. You can't have a conversation with that. It's it's a problem we've been sort of we've we've addressed and talked about many times over the years doing this show. But it, it, it's just you know very stark. There's either like nope, you, like those people who broke into the Capitol are just wrong and they're criminals, and the Justice Department needs to prosecute them, and they need to shut up and sit down and let the grown-ups talk, or not. And I hate to be so stark and dismissive, but I I don't see how how to avoid it. Uh, you know. When we're talking about the uh, about communication and finding like a way to common ground or or just the way to this is from George W. Bush, who oh god, <laughs> this is this is crazy that when when you dislike someone so much, but you actually agree with them. This is how election results are disputed in a banana in a banana republic, not our democratic republic. I am appalled by the reckless behavior by of some political leaders since the election and by the lack of respect shown today for our institutions, our traditions and our law enforcement. But who who set the scenario in the banana republic? Who Let's what? Take a look. Look at the role of this government in the creation and the governments of so many of these banana republics. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's that's business. And those are, you know, foreigners with darker skin. And so that's all fine because we're getting rich off of that. That stuff's not supposed to happen at home. It, you know, <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet when, say, when Caesar saying- goes out. When Caesar goes out with the legions to Gaul and conquers them, he's supposed to leave his weapons behind when he comes home, you know? <laughs> I Sorry, saw a tweet ahead. of someone saying that uh, because of the pandemic, uh, the the U.S. government ha- is try- has to settle for creating di- Discord at, at home instead of abroad. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> International CIA social distance. Bored, so they're, they're just yeah. going to do yeah. some social engineering at home instead of going out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, they won't let them travel. So do you think we misunderestimated Bush? <laughs> no. What? What do, you, what do you mean misunderestimated? That's something Bush famously said about his critics said. about 15 yeah. years ago. It's like they misunderestimated me. Oh. It's like they underestimated you, but in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. God, if we're yeah. in an articularchy, you know, they use the word. So sorry. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was well I don't think know. about George W. Bush a lot. I try not to. Yeah. He makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh, no, he, yeah. he's he's right. This is exactly the kind of stuff that happens in you know, say the say Panama. You know that country his dad invaded back in 1989 to you know make a point. 
for reasons. Well, what if what if these <laughs> these guys that stormed the Capitol? Of course, the only people that got killed were female, right? The woman got shot in the neck, the young woman. But um, I don't know about the other. my feminism coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, I heard a policeman, die, police officer died tonight on CNN, but then I haven't heard it again. So I don't know if that's actually true. A fifth check it out. person died. Oh. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, what if those knuckleheads, I'll call them knuckleheads, because that's what I call people. We can't call them thugs, although a lot of people were calling them thugs. Um, what if those knuckleheads. Why can't we call them really thugs? Blew, um, because I was corrected by George that that that's that that's derogatory towards black people. And when you say thugs, we know what you mean. You mean black people. It's like, yeah, I, but there, I, there are any, there weren't any black people here. No, I know. So, but so it's cool. I try not to use the word thugs because it has other um, connotations. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the, the monstrous people who storm the, stormed the um, Capitol and broke windows and went in offices and made messes. Um, what if they really believe that the election was corrupt? I mean, what if they really thought that, you know, um, that, that, that that was true and that, you know, there was no, yeah. So what, what do you do with that? If, if it's, you know, some of them, I think really, really believe that. I do too, Sue. But I mean, you notice almost none of them were wearing face masks. So they also don't believe in the reality of COVID-19. And, you know... Uh, oh, God, we're going to have a super spreader event there. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And almost 4,000 people died here in the country yesterday of COVID-19. And yeah. if you look at the uh, uh, the virus propagation rates, you know, like... The the curve has flattened, but in the wrong way. It's vertical, not horizontal, and that's yeah. I mean, like like there's there's a crisis not just here in the U.S. but around the world, and we could be yeah. we we could we we could be facing something just inconceivably bad. I mean, much worse than and, anything we've seen in the next few months, unless drastic measures are taken about COVID nineteen. But that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> since I play the role of Eeyore. I just want to just say that there's a third a third variant out there that that is actually um, more harmful yep. to young people from yep. South Africa. Yep. And it's just like, oh god, here we go. Uh, so, so um, sorry, the, the, um, my premise. Uh, uh, okay. One thing: um, four people, the four people that died. Yes. Ashley Babbitt, um, Benjamin Phillips, shot in the neck. Benjamin Phillips, uh, computer programmer. He was 50 or who organized a bus of, of Trump supporters traveling from his state to uh, to D.C. He's from Pennsylvania, di died after suffering a stroke. Um, oh. The group with Phillips said they last saw him when he went to find a parking space before Trump's noon speech. So Kevin Greeson, 55 from Athens, Alabama, died, died of a heart attack and an unknown point. This family saying uh, that he had a history of high blood pressure and in the midst of the excitement suffered a heart attack. Roseanne Boyland, 34, from Georgia, unknown medical emergency, died of an unknown medical emergency. Um, and uh, today, the uh, U.S. Capitol Police officer, who we don't know who it is, died because of injuries sustained during their, I, we don't know if the Capitol Police officer is a woman. Yep. 
So it's two and two so far. Yeah. Two and two. Well, and I just, my premise is that, you know, there's folks that knew it wasn't true and, and just got there, you know, to cause problems anyway. But for the folks that believed it was true and think that their democracy is being stolen from them. I mean, I don't know what you do with that. You know, if somebody truly believes that that's a thief breaking into their house and they shoot them, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it, it's ignorant. I don't mean they're stupid. I just mean they 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 don't realize that Trump was playing them. But I don't I don't know what you do with that, especially with all of us in our 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 news silos now. So we don't read each other's news anymore. If they uh, wanted to protest like they can they they can and should protest if something if you don't like something that's going on in the government, no matter what it is, you have a right to protest. That is that is public property. They they had a right to be there. I am the well, you can change. Well, Packy will probably correct me on this one, but you can chain yourself and block traffic. Yeah, you know, I mean, you'll get arrested for it. But it's you they know, could. There are many, they many were ways to stop that they the could. Vote, right? Exactly. There, there are many, many ways that they could have that this way. This could have gone with uh, with them expressing their displeasure over what was going on. Um, but even if you think that it's stolen, it's done. You can't stop it. It's done. You know, like they're just there's no way that 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 breaking into the Capitol is going to do anything. But I think I mean, I remember we go back to the question of the true believers and and the true believers are the people who have. Who are really, and I believe I, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, that a vast number of them uh, were true believers. Uh, and. Not only in the the thieving the thief the, the thievery, but that whatever Donald Trump has said um, has resonated with them. So so you've got people who are fired up, ain't going to take it no more. Uh, go to the White House to hear the president who says, "Go ahead, storm the Capitol." You hear his his man in waiting say, you know, take, you know, take, this is combat. Yep, um, Giuliani. Yep. And, yeah. And so, so you've got these people who are just totally fired up. And of course they don't realize that he's lying to them when he says, I'll be there with you. And of course he's not going to be there with them. Um, <laughs> it's true. So he went back. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's such a liar. And Oh my God. Um, but but when you're a true believer, um, and you know there was a great book written by Eric Hoffer back in the late '50s, early '60s, uh, about just this, you know, and how when we are such true believers, there's nothing that can stop me, and and I think, and I and I'm, I'm, I just want to play with this analogy for a moment because I was thinking today about the um, about how is it that uh, that people fell in line with the Third Reich? Um, and I think, you know, as we look at what's happening in this country right now, uh, there are many good people um, who, who want the rule of law, uh, who would like to hold our president accountable. And, and how do they do it? You know, um, 
uh, how do we expose him in a way that the true believers can say, oh, my God, you know, we uh, what was I what Kool-Aid was I drinking? Because um, I think this is this is beyond that that binary you were talking about, Michael, you know, that that we are all in this together and uh, and and this is our country and we have aspirations how do we how do we activate our aspirations uh, and this this crisis is a wonderful opportunity to 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 look at that and to look at how we want to move forward from the, the worst day in in the history um, that I can imagine um, you know people have gone back to the uh, the War of eighteen twelve, but um, but and but if you think the about Civil it, War obviously is a parallel, you know, people yes, rising up against yeah. the government. Yeah. Did you guys hear the German Chancellor today or yesterday? Angela Merkel? Uh, yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, she, I tried following along, but I <laughs> I couldn't read the the your subtitles yeah, that fast. Yeah, your German son. Well, well, basically, she was, you know, she was saying that you only go along with people when you share their values. But she was comparing um, the the storming of the Capitol in in Washington to some of the initial stuff with the Nazis when they burn. I forget the building. The Reichstag the, um, fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Reichstag fire, and and it was it was very chilling. I just caught a little bit of it, and. Um, very, very chilling. And of course, she, she grew up behind uh, the Berlin Wall. So she's, you know, well aware and very concerned about the rise of the right in Germany. But that that sort of the steps that people take and getting people all fired up and having them believe something and and then sending them off, you know, using people as projectiles. Um, and, you know, it's it is. How do you how do you diffuse it instead of making it worse? And I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, part of the problem also in, in you, using the comparison to the Reichstag fire, um, the Reichstag was burned down by some of Hitler's uh, SA, the, the stormtroopers. And, uh, you know, they, they torched it because it would be a, a big dramatic symbol of Germany in decline and an attack on the country. And then after they committed this act of arson, they spread the word that it was actually the communists who'd done it. And enough people, enough people like either believed it or decided to go along with it and spread the story. Um, so that, uh, you know, the outrage that was generated wasn't focused on the people responsible. And I don't know if you guys happen to, uh, I, I, I normally just do not watch Fox News, but if you happen to catch uh, 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 somebody discussing Tucker Carlson's show last night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Because he basically <laughs> said, you know, like, this is all those darn left wingers fault. Yes. I've been hearing that from the right, from my, my far right friends. Yep. Why don't we look at Hillary Clinton? Yeah, and well, and <laughs> and and really? you know, I'm not kidding, and it's very interesting because it's strongly held. And yeah, if you look, the, the if you look at who was uh, so polarized, who was in the Capitol, like it's ordinary Americans like you and me, not these pasty-faced, you know, black cat, black-clad, you know, liberal weirdos. And it's like, good God, you know, like 
Like, I just, I was waiting for him to start talking about, you know, beatniks and, you know, ranting about Allen Ginsberg. White people, white people, white people. Yeah. I mean, there were were a scattering of non-white faces here and there, but yeah, vast majority of it were white people. Wait, really? I saw a few. Yeah, there were some some people running around, some some darker skinned people wearing shirts that said blacks for Trump who were running around. Oh, Christ, I missed them. Oh, man. But I mean, I didn't see them in the Capitol. I saw them on the street harassing journalists, but still. Yeah, I I heard a a caller into C-SPAN at the crack of dawn this morning, and uh, the fellow was going on and on. You know how C-SPAN moderators are. You know, they let you Mm -hmm. talk, and then they don't really respond. It's very interesting. But this person was saying, yeah, um, they had the same um, tattoos as Antifa folks that were at the capital he, oh they God. were the same people he oh. said and the and the you know the moderator's like well where did you see these pictures and were you sure they weren't photoshopped and he's like no it was they had the same jacket on and everything i know it was you know it's like oh my god that must be going around on the yeah. um, you know in the um, social media that people are following very well, adamant if but, I you know, s- and it's like go ahead genre sorry uh the, sorry i i didn't mean to cut you off sue i thought you were done i apologize i was Oh, okay. Um, the uh, d- last thing before we go. Um, yeah, we do have to take our mid-show break in a moment. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, sorry. The. Um, uh, there, there was a a guy uh, that that said that he was a facial recognition expert, and he had determined that like a couple guys in a photograph were uh, Antifa. And they and it it was put on the Washington Times, you know. So that's uh, that's you know trustworthy. So that's where this person probably got it too. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that one Antifa doesn't have like employee photos. That's stupid. They they wouldn't put their faces. They go to protest in masks. Why would they put their faces on the internet? This was they because they found out the guy matched the faces from an Antifa website in Philadelphia. These two guys were on the website because they, the Antifa people there post about white supremacists that they ran into. (laughs) These guys were white supremacists. Someone, the, the tattoo, some people said that looked like a hammer and sickle. No, it was a white supremacist tattoo. It I thought was it was these, from a video were, game. These were, uh, you know, racists. Yeah. Of course they were there with QAnon Shaman. Of course. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but screw these that's guys. how it's done, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, sort of talking about creating tribalism. Mm, that absolutely. is how it's done in our segregated media. It's really yeah. helping to make it worse. <laughs> Afraid Yay. so. Well, we need to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. But we'll be back with more civil politics in just a minute here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps do not as much so, yet never dull. 
Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Science is real, from the Big Bang to Join me for Evidence-Based Radio, Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm doing the show with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake as usual. And we're joined by Packy Wheeland as well uh, from Occupy the Airwaves. Packy, great to have you with us. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Great to be here. Um, you know, let's talk about this for a moment because we were we were talking during our break about uh, about bridging bridging differences and uh, how and do we come together as as how do we do the unum in the e pluribus unum? Oh, very yeah. good. You yeah. keep dropping back into that Latin. Good, good work. <laughs> you keep him around for some reasons. <laughs> I still live in terror of Mr. Burns. <laughs> it's been 37 years and still <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, uh, obviously um, Mitt Romney is not an ideologue like the men and women who broke into the Capitol yesterday and caused mayhem. Um, but we have differences, and uh, and I think um, being able to applaud uh, people on the other side of the aisle, if you will, or or with different opinions, when when they make comments that reflect a moral compass, um, everyone last night in the Capitol in the in the Senate uh, applauded Mitt Romney uh, because he he was speaking about the importance of truth. And uh, and that resonates with all of us. And so you know, when we were talking, how do you how do you make find common cause with the people who who did these heinous acts yesterday? Um, I think that's really our challenge, not as a group, um, but but individually. And many of us probably know people who have very different opinions and who might have been part of the crew that was down there with the president yesterday. And by the way, who went on to do the actions that he said he would join them with and of course didn't. 
But cowardice is part of the Trump brand. What were you yeah, saying? But he disappeared. Sorry. That's right. Oh, yeah, I, I just was saying that he did. He he's got them all fired up. Yeah, he went. He went somewhere. Back to the bunker. But yeah, yeah. I back to I, the bunker. I think, but go ahead, but seeing people as individuals, I guess, is what you're saying, Packy. That sometimes you have to say, okay, I'm not going to talk about the whole group. This person might be doing this because, you know, they they think this happened and it may not have happened, but you know, they're 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 being motivated by something good. They think that, you know, the rule of law is good and they're afraid that it might not be happening or, you know, just you're saying take each person as an individual and try and, and try and find ground with them. I'm saying, let's look at something that, that I think we probably as humans all share. And that is that four letter F word fear. Mm. And nice, 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 Pocky. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we can't say that, oh, but yeah, yes, that's that how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like play with that, but, but you know, but that's... So it what leads they, to I, anger and hatred, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, flight, fight. Uh, and what are they afraid of losing? You know, this illusion that uh, this land was not made for you and <laughs> it wasn't. Yep, just me. Yep, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't made for me. I had, like, people yeah. that, like me, had to fight to get that. But oh. it was not made for me. It was it was only made for specific people. Well, and yeah. people like me came and stole it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who was it made for? I mean, when we're talking about, like, the, the actual song, which is about America, then that, that, that land is made for white, white people. Uh, <laughs> specifically land-owning white men, but, you know, and everybody else that wasn't included in that group had to punch them in the face and take some of it, you know? Let, let me tell you what happened after, when 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 Trump was doing his first nefarious acts after his, his election and inauguration, and um, there were many of us who every week were at the, at the White House protesting, uh, supporting DACA, supporting immigrants, supporting Muslim immigrants, supporting the people who wanted to come to this country. Oftentimes, what we did was that that became one of the anthems. This land was made for you and me, saying, we welcome you. Um, we welcome the, the overturning of enslavement. We welcome people who want to come to this country, who want freedom. Um, and I would often sing, you know, this land was stolen for you and me. Um, and, and a lot of white folks nodded. So <laughs> uh, we have a, you know, we have a, a, a terror in lots of respects. But, uh, but we're alive today. And, and this is our opportunity to be expansive and to, uh, and to be creative you know the the you know I often I think it's Einstein who who you know said and you might be able to get him in Latin too Michael but at least in English he said uh, the um, the opposite of war is not peace the opposite of war is creativity you know so how do we how do we and create 
the kind of world we aspire to. Um, and look at these folks who are um, right now behaving the way they did yesterday in, in the White House at the Capitol and say, we've got to, we've got to do better than this. Uh, I don't care about working with them. Then, and that is great. I, I don't, I, I, it, I have, I personally have tried to talk to people. I have had, to, I have tried to reach out to people, like people that are freaking out because Trump's not going to be president. Like, and if they wanted to protest and, and yell about it, then that's that. Yeah. But the hurt and destruction that has been wrought. And even before, just at some point, you have to say, I have tried so much to try to talk to you. And you're going to go to Washington to what? What are you doing? And then, no, that's it. And honestly, if you really want to get things done, if you really want to come together as a country, you don't need them. You don't. You don't need these Trumpists. You don't. Honestly. You just... Because they're a small part of our population. You don't need, like, people like Ted Cruz, like Josh Hawley, like, uh, I don't, like, Jim Jordan or something. Lindsey like Graham. The, L Lindsey Graham. Like, people that had no, absolutely no backbone and, and said stuff in private that was against it, but never came out in public. They saw all of this illegality. They saw all of this strife. They did nothing. I don't want my elected officials to, to start talking about reaching across the aisle. I do not like this is the, those people that are so trying to hitch their wagon to to trumpism oh. i don't care dude no i'm not gonna work with you i don't want to work with you and if you want to work with me then you can then you can start apologizing and tr try to make inroads with me like it is not it is not a the liberals or the left's job to go to the to the right and say, "Hey, after four years of tr trying to destroy and dismantle the country, you want to try to make some laws and do some infrastructure?" No, it's it's really a matter of entitlement, <clears throat> and you know, like as a as a waspy country club prep school kid, you know, <laughs> I've. I've I've had some time to think about this. <laughs> oh, so you're so it's like uh, so it's like Jefferson. You can you're you're rich enough that you can laze around and and be a philosophical. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> have anybody. No, no enslavement. Yeah, I haven't kidnapped anyone and forced them to work for me without pay, and I I, I haven't sexually molested anybody who's a re relative of my uh, late wife or whatever. Oh, so that's good. I'm 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 clearing at least some of the important bars. That's but <laughs> I mean, I, I, these good? are these these are important important distinctions to make. They, but they are. But I I want to. Well, here's what I'm chiming in to say. I like like I have you know as as uh, 
as you know an advantaged minority in this country uh one of the things that i have uh, one of the things that my mother taught me when i was growing up that has really stuck with me and that i think mean is why i'm i'm left wing when you know in a lot of ways i i really should be you know a republican like so many of my cohorts um <laughs> and that's quite simply that you know other people matter um the 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 votes of other people matter so like i was deeply upset in 2016 when uh president trump won the election against hillary clinton um and i was you know really upset as well that you know he'd lost the popular vote because you know that's that's just really highlights what a terrible electoral system we have for our presidents but nevertheless you know we have we we have a system in place however bad it is and it's bad um and playing by those rules those guys won and i was able to accept that and oh boy it's been it's been in some ways worse than i imagined um though i mean you know we've only got like 12 days left until he's out of office so fingers crossed we won't have a nuclear war um that that was that was my big concern um but just the 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 rioters the insurrectionists the 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 people at the capitol it was it was about them like I, I, I was looking for uh, uh, the article I read. I think it was on Slate, and I can't find it right now. But uh, uh, someone really pointed out very simply is they talk about this in terms of this was stolen, not we tried and failed. It's not about we right. took part in this process, and it's a bigger big. The process is bigger than just what we want, and it didn't go the way we we wanted it to. But that's tough. That's just how it is, and we have to accept it and move on and deal with that as a reality. No, it's it, it requires much less engagement and much less personal effort to say this was stolen from us. Then it's all about, you know, your entitlement and what you want and what you deserve. And hey, if someone steals something from you, like how far is it, you know, how far are you allowed to go to get it back? You know, and if the cops won't help you, then you got to take the law into your own hand. And you mentioned it was it the Wild like West OJ earlier, Poppy. Right. Wasn't uh, that OJ, OJ Simpson what? that stole his? Yeah, he stole his property back. That's why. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. The, the trophy. The, sorry, the, the break-in. I sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about him murdering his wife and that that waiter, uh, Mr. Goldman. So I was like, wait, what? No, that's oh. that's not at all. But no, you're right. When, when he when he kidnapped a guy and tried to get back his sports tr- trophies, yes, that is like that. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 like the people who were you know uh, uh, seditioning in the Capitol yesterday. Uh, the, he, they didn't actually have a legal leg to stand on. So, do you guys worry, you John and Mike? Do you guys worry about the fact that fifty percent of the country voted for the other guy? Fifty no. percent of the country didn't vote for the other guy. Yeah, forty-nine. Very close. Mm-hmm. Um, Not quite. For one, uh, I, I, Seven million difference out of three hundred and fifty. That's. I mean, it's it was pretty close. Seven million after huge, like out of a hundred. I mean, something yeah. out, out of all the people who voted, but still, it's it's something like 160 million. It's it's a lot less than the whole country. Now, obviously, there are right. people who didn't vote who, nevertheless, are Trumpists. But nevertheless, I think I think right. one of the reasons just saying that half the country voted for. Well, half. Let's, the just, let's just 
Millions it, of we're, people we're, turned out and voted for him. That is true. Yeah, yeah. But it's, if there's it's, one it's thing that the is there's one thing that the elections in Georgia, both in November and uh, earlier this week, have shown us. Um, and you know, Stacey Abrams is getting a lot of the credit for this, Ooh. deservedly. But you know, like like as you know, thousands of hardworking people, most of them black women in Georgia, have proved if you reach out and enfranchise people and connect with people who who either don't feel like they have any 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 part to play or don't feel they have a voice or would like to but can't get around to doing it because there're too many obstacles uh you know there there is in fact a silent majority out there and if you listen to them things change slight slight majority I'm it's, just making the argument. No, silent that, majority. And because <laughs> the point the point Mike, is this is a real silent majority, not, you know, Richard Nixon's BS attempt to cover up his his That his, was Spiro Agnew's right. silent majority. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm just arguing that well, there's Spiro Agnew was an absolute crook, so <laughs> I'm just Mike. arguing that there's an there's tons of people that don't that that don't agree, you know, that like that yes. like Trump, that voted for Trump. I'm just saying, do you really want to not talk to those people? Well, I, I think this. I think genre. If you don't want to talk to them, I, I don't have any problem with that. It's it's more nuanced than that. Other but, thing, you know, but but I think the other thing is, all the people who have been disenfranchised, who. Stacey Abrams and all these other amazing people in Georgia brought into the fold, brought into the process. I mean, it, it was extraordinary. And I, yes. I, I mean, it was the most extraordinary thing that's happened in electoral politics, certainly in my lifetime. Um, what they actually did in Georgia. You know, it's they, crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think, you know, so sure, if people on the other side of the fence or the other side of the aisle want to want to work together, great. But the people that you really I really want to bring in are those who said from the beginning, I, this doesn't speak to me. And to mm -hmm. say, yes, right. it does. And 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 this is what democracy looks like. Yes. You know, when we yeah. bring in everybody. And yeah. and I, I just want to push back, John, you just said, you know, casually like, yeah, it's crazy. It's not crazy. <clears throat> and I mean, I, I know it's a, it's a, you know, common phrase. I, I get what you mean. But at the same time, what's crazy is that a lot of the political power in this country, a lot of our political system is still controlled by, you know, people like me. I mean, I, I hate to sound like a freaking broken record, but I mean, you know, it's true. It's like affluent white guys from the Northeast have a lot of sway, <laughs> you know, in this country and how our system works. And it's because people like me, you know, find it very easy to ignore people like Stacey Abrams and the, the, the voters she reached out to and the mm -hmm. issues that they care about. And that's why, you know, you get an awful lot of, well, we need to find ways to peel off voters, you know, uh, uh, moderates from the Republicans Ugh. and whatnot. You know, it's like it's like rather than fighting over like uh, like a small sliver of, you know, white voters, you know, comfortable white people who who are shielded and oblivious to a lot of what's going on. You know, we need to reach out to uh, uh, the great mass of people who aren't included, who, you know, will 
you know, who we can make common cause with and who will vote for things we care about if we work with them and explain why they should care about it and vote for and if we vote for the things they care about. And that's the opposite of madness, doing what Pocky is talking about. The madness is staying in your own little bubble and refusing to acknowledge the world around you and refusing to acknowledge the reality that so many other people live in because it's not mine, you know, whatever. And that's and and the 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 extreme version of that madness is you get riled up and you go to the Capitol and you break stuff and you wonder why the cops are giving you a hard time because you're not BLM or Antifa like that. You know, we're your people. You shouldn't be bothering us. Right. I mean, what I was what I was going to what I was going to, or trying to say is that one, I didn't say I wouldn't I didn't want to talk to them. I, I, I'm saying I don't want to, I don't, I don't think that we should have to go to them and say, please, like, no, if they want to work together, then I am, if someone that was at the Capitol comes up to me and says, yeah, I was at the Capitol and and I flipped them off. And then they were like, no, I made a mistake. That was, that was a dumb thing. And I'm sad. I, I, I'm sorry I did it. Then we'll talk. That's that's it. But the um, it, it, like like that's completely fine. If if someone if if they make the first move, you have to, they have to make the first move. And yes, th- we don't have to do that because the name of the game right now should be growing the electorate, growing the 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 voting populace, getting people registered, because the more people that vote the more people are going to be represented and the more that we can do because there, and if you want to have this small section of angry people that you're trying to activate that, you know, like the, the people that the Lincoln project were trying to go after, like why you don't Not need very successfully. to do that. No, you don't need to do that. Uh, you you could just try to get more people to vote. We what is it like? This is like the one of the biggest elections that we've had. And it's like what sixty percent. Yeah, yeah, of, it, of potential like, registered voters. Yeah, there's forty percent right. of people there. They might go right. They might go left. Who knows? But they people. Th- there are more people that can that can participate. Right. That can, I mean, if we if we you know, cut the if we cut the people who, the, the percentage of people who didn't vote in half, that's adding thirty million more voters across the country. That's exactly. thirty million more people, you know, trying to get their voices heard and say, "This is what we give a crap about." Like, say, "Hey, how about two thousand dollars right now?" Because oh my God, you know, our dads didn't leave us trust funds, and there's a pandemic, and the economy's crashing, and we're broke and desperate, and oh God, we need money. Yeah. Just just for a crazy thought. Yeah. See, I do worry about $2,000, although if they send it to me, I'll obviously take it. I just worry about my granddaughter having to pay it back. I just look at the debt I, I, of this country. That That's a whole other conversation, Sue. But I, I, yeah. I, I, as, as part of the investor class, I got to tell you, it's at, that's an illusory concern. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. He says to the. He says to the to the uh, 
<laughs> economic conservative. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's cool. Don't worry about it. We got it. Yeah. We got it. We got yeah. it. It's fine. We'll just borrow it from China. It's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. I, it's a whole we'll just other make thing. Up more money. <laughs> Money's yes. fake. <laughs> yes. And there's a whole bunch more. And I'm sorry, Pocky, go ahead. Give you the, your guest give you the last word. Print the money because that makes it inflate. I got it. I'm sorry, Packy. <laughs> oh, I say inflate balloons. <laughs> Not the budget. But I don't think $2,000 per person would, would break the bank. In fact, it would go back into the economy. Oh, yeah. um, but thank you for inviting me to join you. And uh, it's really been a pleasure. I love these civil politics people. We're so glad you came and joined us. What do you mean? We love you, you too, Packy. <laughs> She's talking to me, John. I see. Thanks for coming. We always love you having on, having uh, you on. Yeah. Next week we might have a guest, another ooh, guest. If, I, if we behave ourselves. <laughs> so we're not going to have a guest. Got it. All right, I'll behave myself. That'll go. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we'll Packy be back with more. Packy would say a good word for us. Yes. I would. Well, we'll be back for more civil politics next week here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next, we've got uh, Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, There will be a podcast to the show uploaded to the various services over the weekend. And we still have our repeat broadcast Mondays at 4. Um, And next week, uh, maybe we'll talk about uh, the newly seated senators from uh, Georgia who should have their elections confirmed by the time we record our next show. Um, but that'll do for way, now. Well, well yes. done, Democrats. You fought. You fought a good fight. You won. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I, I he <laughs> says taking credit for those black women I was mentioning I a moment ago. I can't say anything. I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but you're secretly glad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.